Hey there, my name's Mark McCartney and welcome to the What is a Good Life podcast. Over the last two years, I've interviewed over 170 people around this question, not to provide you with the universal answer, but to help you to find and define your own answer to this question. If you're new to this podcast, my objective when I started interviewing all these people, it wasn't to define the good life. It was to just share people's investigations, their curiosities, and also to share meaningful, reflective, and sometimes intimate conversations amongst people. So while I hope you get some inspiration from the guests, it's more to inspire your own inquiry, your own investigation into defining what is a good life for you. On the 49th episode of the What is a Good Life podcast, I'm delighted to introduce Dean Boland as our guest. Dean is a co-founder and CEO of Polka Stays, a property developer, investor, and serviced accommodation consultant. In this episode, Dean shares his experience of the toll that several of his corporate roles took on his well-being before he stepped into something new. We also discuss what kept him in the same loop of repeatedly doing something that he didn't think was good for him. We explore our desire to do what's normal and the role societal expectations play in our lives. Additionally, we delve into the importance of self-reflection and therapy in creating more headspace, as well as spending more time on things that bring us fulfillment. We both reflect on narratives that we've sold ourselves at different times in our lives and the pain that can be perpetuated when we don't explore it ourselves and the role of hope and the people around us in creating welcome change. I assume Dean's experience in the corporate world will resonate with many. And while this definitely isn't a prescription for anyone else's life, his journey of creating more time for reflection and inquiry, as well as the consequent changes in his life, will give us all something to contemplate. Look, I really enjoyed this conversation with Dean. A lot of the revelations that he made in his life um, by going through the process of therapy resonated a lot with me. So I think you'll take a lot from this conversation. And if you do enjoy it, please like, share and subscribe. And if you're on the podcasting platforms, please leave a review as I greatly appreciate your support at this stage of my podcasting journey. So without further ado, the 49th episode of the What is a Good Life podcast. Dean, thank you very, very much for joining me on the What is a Good Life podcast today. After our conversation last week, I've been very much looking forward to this and, and seeing where the hell this conversation goes. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. So as I tend to kick these conversations off with Dean, it's with the question of, is there a question you're trying to answer as you move through life? I think there's more a uh, collection of questions that I've been trying to answer more recently. Um, and that's why, why do we do things that we know don't make us happy, but more so we may not know that they don't, that they're not making us happy right now. Um, or why do we just persist with certain things uh, without taking a step back and and trying to work out whether actually is this the right thing for me. And what's, uh, what's your journey been like with, uh, with that question? I think um, more so in terms of, uh, so I'm thinking of it more in terms of employment and um, the amount of time we spend in a job role or working for an employer. Um, and then again, the amount of time that, the majority of people complain about working for that employer or having that job. Um, and my journey over the last few years has been a bit of a, a slog, a bit of a struggle. And it's, it's a question I've asked myself a lot over the last few years is, uh, you know, or, or it's certain things that I've been trying to do more recently or in the last recent years uh, is to put things in place that, you know, once I realized I was doing something day in, day out that was no longer bringing me joy, 
uh, or affecting my mental health or affecting my um, just my well-being and everything else around me, um, then the minute I started to put things in place to try and work out how I can make that change, um, things automatically started to get better. Um, and it's only in the last nine, ten months uh, that I've been able to actually leave, break that mold and, and leave the corporate world um, and actually take the leap of faith uh, and work solely on my own businesses. Um, but it's only now more recently that that I've had the time to actually reflect on that period of what was, you know, three, four years of this just storm and cloud of, you know, knowing that what I was doing every day, the slog of, of, of working for somebody else and, and the, the feeling underappreciated and uh, undervalued, overworked and underpaid as I'm sure the majority of people do. Um, but it, it's only now having that time to actually reflect and, and, and work out that, that, that I've been constantly trying, constantly asking that question, like what stopped me at the, what stopped me all them years ago from taking that leap of faith? What stopped me all them, those years ago when I had those niggling um, thoughts and, you know, the, the, the days, the days that you work in 10, 12, 13 hours um, and, and you get home and you're mentally drained, physically drained, absolutely exhausted, but there isn't, um, there, there isn't, there isn't anything that I had nothing left in me to drive me. Um, so yeah, I've been looking back, reflecting a lot recently on, on, on the decisions that not just the decisions I made, but like trying to work out like, why, why did I, um, why did I do those things? Why did I persist with that job? Why did I work for that employer for five years? Why did I, why, why did I do 10, 12, 14 hour days? Like what, what, what was that all about? And I think part of that is, um, I am, that is me that's ingrained in me. Um, and I, and I give, I give my own business now a hundred and completely a hundred percent and I go all out and I will work. 14, 15 plus hour days. Um, but the joy that I get now is completely different. Um, and, and the impact that that's had on my life and everything in my life, friendships, relationships, um, my energy levels, my drive, my fitness, like just every, it's had such an impact on, on, on everything. And when you when you've been reflecting all all this Dean and I'm like this is a I'm sure this is a very re relatable scenario for everyone and and you know each to their own and whatever anyone decides or what works for them in terms though of your experience like when you reflect back on it what do you think kept you there I know you're saying you've got a very obviously a, a high level of energy or drive and you're putting all those er the, like similar errors into your own business at the moment but what what do you think? What do you think kept you in that loop for for a period of time? Anyway, I think for a long time, the pressures of society or the idea of uh, fitting in with the norm. Um, I remember uh, I didn't. So when I left my job at the end of last year, I didn't actually tell my mum for quite a while because I knew what her answer would be like that that shock that oh my, like, what are you going to do? Even though she's seen 
my businesses and seeing how well and successful they are and, and how well they're growing, I think there's a lot of people that was just ingrained. It's just ingrained in her. Even, even now she, she asks me like, so do you think you'll ever get a job? I'm like, no, mum, this is, <laughs> like, this is my job. Like, I don't like, I, she doesn't really, I think with a lot of people as well that I speak to, and my mum's not old by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's just very much ingrained in a lot of people that like, that's what you do. You go to school, you, you go to college or university, you, you get your education, then you just get a job and that's, then that's your life. You work, you know, whatever your working pattern is, mine was Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, and yeah, um, so, so that fitting in with the, with the norm or not even fitting in just or not, I wasn't particularly trying to fit in it. That was, that was just what everyone else was doing. And it was, you just, you, you end up so easily just going with the flow and before you know it, a year's passed, two years past, three years past. And you, I don't think we ever take the time to actually just step back and take a look at ourselves and, and, and have a look like wh where we've been and, where we're going and then reevaluate actually is this is this right for me is this but because for a lot of people it is right for them like my um my sister's happily employed like loves her job has two beautiful children and that's that's great that's like that's that's her level of that's that's she she has happiness within that and she has her joy but for me it was it was more I, I was giving everything that I had plus more and really felt like I was I was wasn't getting anything back and there was nothing there was nothing satisfying my soul um so just go <laughs> repeat that actual question because I've gone off on a tangent you no no no, said, no you, you have you haven't at all man uh because uh, I asked you what was your process like with with that question is uh, with with asking yourself that question like of like why do we do the things that we we don't want to do for so long and you're just kind of saying well so much of this stuff is kind of ingrained within us like the I don't know as humans obviously we we really struggle with the idea of not going in line with the norm um I think even from a previous guest kind of was alluding to the kind of evolutionary biological aspect of why we struggle not to want to be or to struggle to leave the group or to go against the group. But I, I think it's it's really interesting. Like I, I think we're we're not that aware sometimes of just how I don't know, how damaging that can be to us at times. Like I, I'm not saying that everyone gets to go and live their dream life. Everyone has responsibilities, everyone has different things that they have to do. But I, I definitely think that we don't take enough stock of just how much, like, I, I don't know, it's almost like we're willing to suffer any kind of amount of suffering um, to stay kind of in air quotes in the norm or being normal without really kind of reflecting on like, Jesus, how much, like, how much does this hurt? You know, and you're kind of saying they're satisfying my soul. Like, it, it's incredible that, you know, even when your mother sees that you're doing well now and in, in your new things, she's still kind of saying almost like, will you go back and get a job kind of thing? Like there's, I, I think we don't give this enough um, 
consideration or we don't have enough kind of consciousness around like the significance of kind of taking stock in our lives and seeing what works for us. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I heard a, a great quote um, only recently and um, it said, you can't read the label if you're inside the jar. And it was like, that is like, if I wish some, I wish I'd have read something like that several years ago, or somebody would have been able to just, you know, pick me up. I think that's what I needed. And that's what I've been able to do more recently is actually pick me up, pick myself up out of a situation and place myself on the outside and take a look and reevaluate. Actually, is this like, is this right for me? Cause I can get, overly excited and, and, and run away on a project and dive into it and work all the hours. But without taking that step back, which I've been able to do more recently and, and reevaluate certain things, I, I, I want to make sure that I don't end up just back in that cycle and, and then, and then I'm reevaluating two years down the line and go, Oh, Oh great! I've done it again. Like, so I think more recently I've, I, you know, I've taken time to step, you know, out of the jar and read the label, have a look at myself and what's going on, have a look at my situation, have a look at where, if I continue what I'm doing, where where that's going, and and just ask myself serious questions like, is is this right for me? And I ask myself that a lot more recently. Uh, in terms of anything that I do, um, you know, be it going to an event, meeting up with friends, family, like I need to, I need to check with myself, actually, is this, is this right for me right now? And there's a lot of things that can come into that, you know, how am I feeling right now? What, what have I got on? And what do I want to get out of what I've got on right now? And how important is that? event or you know even even if it's a work event or a social like what whatever these whatever these things are that come up in my diary like i i think but i don't what i struggle with is realizing or understanding where i've got that from it's kind of something that's just developed over a short period more recently and i think what i've been trying to work out is like, why didn't I have this skill two years ago or five years ago or even 10 years ago? And then I'd be in a completely different situation to where I am. But I also try and realize that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. Um, I certainly wouldn't be in the position I'm in now without, uh, without certain things that happened in my past. So I am grateful for where I am right now, but I, I think, I think my mind just works like that. Anyway, I overanalyze, I'm very analytical. That was my, that, that was the, the role I played in, in a lot of my corporate jobs, uh, data analysis, uh, application analysis. So I think I've always been a very analytical person. I'll question everything 400 times before I <laughs> come up with the, with the answer that's that, that's most suited to that situation when when you think of just that idea or you know that question like why didn't i why didn't i come up with this before or 
you know, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, what, what's changed for you? What do you think has, uh, has allowed this to happen? I've, I've a lot more freedom right now. Uh, so within the, within the last six months, no, no, I'm uh, sorry, sorry. I meant like, what, what do you think, uh, changed before that allowed, uh, that allowed you to, to look at things differently? You know, and you're, you're saying like what, what, uh, when you look back, you don't know why you didn't do this five or two, five or 10 years ago. Like what, what, what kind of allowed the, the change to happen in the first place? If you, if you look back on it, what I think allows me to, 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 to be able to do that now is I have, Although I've, although I had like elements of passion uh, in all of the jobs that I've had over the years working for big corporations, there was always that was always overcast by the routine, the mundane that I've got to get up, I've got to go to work, and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Now it's more I do things because I want to. It's there's no there's there's a complete. Uh, shift in tone in my voice with nothing I don't nothing ever says to me now oh like you've got to do this you've got this has got to be done now the tone in my voice the tone in my head is this I want to do this or I'm going to do this like it's just completely different and having that I think that's cleared space in my own mind um to allow for these elements that I'm using now where I can like step outside of myself and, and, and take a look. More recently, I embarked on some therapy, which has like massively helped. Um, and there's a lot of techniques that I use that, that, that my therapist uh, teaches or has suggested. Um, and one of those is or part of that is to take, you know, take stock of yourself, take stock of your own feelings, s- stop and breathe. But I think maybe if somebody would have told me that a couple of years ago, I'd have just I'd have thought they're a bit potty uh, or, or <laughs> a bit crazy. And yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have um, wouldn't have taken it on board. But I think I think it's a combination of everything, all the little things that have happened or are happening all just syncing up with each other and, 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 and forming a, a stronger bond. I think one, when I was stuck in the corporate world of working, there wasn't many other elements to pull in. It was my, you know, my mind was pretty much just encased and all you did was get up, go to work, finish work, go home. And it was kind of just that, like the, the, there was there was no space in my head to allow these other things in. Um, it was just military style, you know, next day, next day, next day, next day. Um, yeah, and al- allowing myself that space or, or um, the things that have changed in my life more recently that I've allowed myself that space or that this is my analysis of it anyway. Uh, when yeah. I when I when I take that look back, it's something that that something's allowed space in my head now to 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 be able to do these certain things allow my mind this headspace to reevaluate certain situations take myself out of a situation and have a look at the situation whereas i think beforehand just being all consumed with um you know with with having a job 
and 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 working all the hours I could, uh, in the hope or I think belief that I was progressing myself or or doing it to better myself, you know, work work more, work harder, get a promotion or or get a better job. Um, yeah, and that, now looking back, it, it's all just it. It, it, it just wasn't right at all. None of none of the things that I told myself at those times were correct. Um, and it's this, crazy. This idea, though, of um, your head being encased. That's a that's a crazy kind of like image or something like or, or a crazy strong image. I mean, if you if you know what I mean, like there's just I, I think like when when you don't have any time or space to consider anything else other than the work itself, it 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 does like life just spins around this one object and and it's hard to think that that other things exist. I guess. Yeah. So uh, I have a friend that has a motorbike and uh, he wears a helmet, but then he wears one of those like I don't know if you've ever seen them the crazy wacky helmet covers. They're like huge. You can get all kinds of different ones. You can get like the cookie monster and like they're bonkers. So if you think of having the helmet on, then having this encasing over it, I think like that's what I was like, you know, maybe at the start of last year, not only did I have, not only was my head encased, I then had this like additional layer over it that was, so I couldn't even see the casing. And I think slowly but surely, you know, the first, the thought of, or the notion that I could actually break this mold was then I've taken this, you know, wacky, wacky headdress off, but I've still got this helmet on. I'm still, I'm still stuck um, or, or very much enclosed. And the only thing, you know, the majority of things that's going on in, in, in my head, I just, you know, work up, up, work, home, work. Um, and then having the courage to actually write, hand in my notice. This is this is happening. I think I think almost instantly it felt like that's it. The helmet was off. And then, yeah, bizarrely, you've all this extra space in your head to process certain things. Um, and don't get me wrong, I have a lot. Like my my days are probably busier now than they were when when I was when I was employed full time, but I now, I do things that bring me joy. Um, they, they, they fit my purpose. They, even though I was doing certain things within certain roles that I had that brought me joy, it, it was never, um, I was never fulfilled. Never, there, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that, like I said earlier, there was, there was a hole in my soul. There was nothing like, and, and I think for a long time, uh, like, so I worked for one employer for five years. And then previous to that, I worked for, for another employer for five years. And I think when you first start out, you've got that fire and that there are things that, you know, that, that, that feed your soul, but you, you slow, slowly, but surely get destroyed with, you know, that, that extra hour you do a day, then the the can you just do this as well as doing that and then oh well I've seen you've done such a good job at this maybe you could try doing this piece of work and this piece of work as well um and then it's you get roped into 
oh, well, we gave this project to somebody else, but um, they're not really doing a good job. Like, could you step in on top of the other five things that you're doing currently? And and then, yeah, and slowly but surely. But I, I've had this conversation with quite a few people in terms of, you know, a lot of places, the more you give, the more they'll take. But it's difficult because you try and give more because you want to show that you're capable of more so that you can move up. So where the, how, how as a human, do I draw that balance of, you know, I don't want you, you wouldn't want to go into a new job and be like, well, I'm, I'm no, I'm only going to do like uh, the bare minimum because I don't want you to abuse, like to, to, to take advantage of my skills, whatever you're going to go in all fired up. And I think that's what's happened with me, uh, a few times now I'm able to look back is yeah, I have that passion and that drive for maybe the first year uh, into the second. And then, it, and then all of a sudden it like you've, the, you've that realization that wait, <laughs> I'm, they're now they're just taking advantage of me just because, you know, I, I've shown willing or I'm, I'm, I've shown I'm capable or, um, but now I get to show my willing and show I'm capable with either clients that I work with or with uh, projects that I'm working on. And I don't need the appreciation of others. I get that satisfaction just from seeing either that client grow or my own business grow or that project be successful. And it, I get way more satisfaction out of that than I ever did even in the uh, starting periods of, of, of new jobs when you're all excited and like, yeah, this is a new project. I can really make a difference here. Um, now I don't, now I think, you know, moving forward on my analysis of it is that, you know, I'm going to have that for a long period now. It's not going, you know, it, it, this isn't going to be that fire and excitement for only a year or so until I start getting taken advantage of or taking on too much work without any appreciation or additional compensation. Now it's kind of like the, the, the things that I do every day bring me joy. I, I look forward to Sundays. I love Sundays. Sunday's my prep day. I like organize my week. People think I'm bonkers, like sat at my desk for hours, like just making lists and writing schedules and just getting everything prepped for the week and then Monday's my busiest day but I love Mondays you know there's certain meetings I have every Monday project meetings and Mondays are awesome but if I run through some of the things that that I do day to day with someone they're like and especially my mum my mum's my mum's my mum's she's probably my number one fan but at the same time, she yes, yeah, she, she's a big cheerleader, but at the same time, she just loves chipping in with, you need to rest, you need to take a break. But it, I think a lot of people don't understand or haven't yet had the opportunity to experience the difference between, you know, she just sees what I do now for myself as probably the same as what she does in her employment. And, you know, don't get me wrong, she's worked for the same employer for 14 years or something she doesn't enjoy it she just she likes the people there but she just goes to work that's just what she does monday to friday she goes to work because it pays the bills so i think she 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 often says to me like you're working too hard you need to take a rest like but to me 
the majority of what I do is I don't, it, it's not work. Like I love what I do. And to me, it's just another day, another day I get to see people achieve, see myself achieve, you know, help other businesses, help my own business, complete a project, start a project. Like it's, it, to me, it's not the majority of it. I'd say more than 90% of what I do day to day, I really don't consider as work. And when you mentioned earlier, the sense of like, like, trying to fill a hole in yourself almost or not finding something fulfilling like what you what's that sense like of or that because I, I like I, I know it myself like in in just there's almost like a feeling of being a bit lost and then continuously doing the same thing because you don't know what the thing that you want to do is or something like it's it, it's a strange it's a strange experience in that like we're safe, like we're comfortable, um, like from a, you know, a shelter, food and different things like that. You know, I know you mentioned you still have your friends in your life. Like I, I know you also said that you're extremely busy, so you don't maybe get to do some of the things that that support you as well as uh, as well as you can. But what's that feeling like if you cast your mind back, like what is that feeling like again? Like where it's just like, okay, there's nothing terribly wrong with my life, but it's starting to feel a bit empty or, you know, something in that kind of area for me anyway. I've, I've had several periods of, of, of exactly what you've just described throughout my life. Um, and I, I, I often refer to them as peaks and troughs. And sometimes I take drastic actions when I'm in a trough. And that an example of that would be changing changing jobs. Like, oh, this is what I need. It's it's uh, I need a new employer. I need a new completely new job. I need new uh, things to work on. I need uh, you know a, a new project, something juicier to sink my teeth into. Um, but I know that I've thought to myself sev uh, several times, um, yeah, that I am lost. But I think it is av having those uh, fundamentals. Having the fundamentals, like your food, money in the bank, shelter, having those kind of just, it tricks you into thinking that, oh yeah, like everything's okay, but they aren't everything. I, I think I think right now, like looking back on certain situations, I'd have rather had none of those and, and more of my soul or more of my... Um, mental sanity because i i honestly think that um throughout periods of my life i've i've been bonkers um you know and i can look back on the, at those periods and 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 say yeah like <laughs> during that time yeah i don't think i was i'm i don't if you looked at me from the outside i don't think i i don't you, you i wouldn't be perceived as sane like but now people tell me now people think Oh, you're crazy for 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 what you do or the effort that you put into everything, and um, etc. But it's completely different now because, yeah, I don't. My mind's just in a completely different place. And um, but many many periods throughout my life, actually, um, I think what I've tried to do is just fill those holes with the wrong thing. It's like out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, I've jumped from one job where 
okay, I'm feeling underappreciated, undervalued, underpaid. I'll just go and get another job thinking that like, it's going to be different next time. Um, but then, you know, maybe it would have been, maybe I could have steered it to being, but I was still the same person. I didn't make any changes to me. I still went in to the new job with full enthusiasm and yeah, Dean can do everything. And you know, yeah, there isn't, yeah, those tasks are too small. Yeah. I'll build that. I'll, yeah. What, what do you mean? That's broken. I'll fix it. I'll come up with a new solution. I'll integrate that with that. Like, what do you mean? It can't be done. Dean can do it. Um, so I just repeated the cycle, but now all, the only thing I've changed was my environment. I just changed who I worked for, but I was just doing the same thing over, you know, same thing. And then, and then ended up in the same situation and then asking myself, well, what's wrong with you now? Like, you know, you've, you've, you've changed jobs. You, I think, I think many times I, the things you tell yourself or your head tells you, uh, aren't necessarily true but it's difficult to know that actually what my head's telling me isn't correct so like my head would tell me all the time oh yeah you just you know you, you you're not happy because you've got this you're working for this particular employer or you've got this job like that that's the only reason you're not happy right i'll i know how to fix that i just get a new job that's easy get a new job but it wasn't i don't know if there was a if if I was more open, I think back then to, um, to certain changes that I've made now, maybe I'd be in a different situation, but I was very, what's the word? Um, very skeptical to a lot of things. I think quite a few years ago, uh, a couple of people cl very close to me suggested maybe try therapy. And, um, yeah, my response back then, I remember my response back then. I was like, I'm not crazy. Like I don't need therapy. What do I need a therapist for? I'm absolutely fine. I've got money. I've got a house. Like I've got a good life. I've got friends. I don't need a therapist. Um, but more recently and after having very, very good sessions with, um, with, with a therapist that was recommended to me, um, it, yeah, it's, it's opened up my eyes to, to a lot of things. It's crazy how much we carry around with us, how much we carry around with us and how much affects us without us actually knowing, um, which I think is, is scary, really. Uh, it, it, it certainly, certainly when I came to certain realizations, you know, over the last few months, it scared me to think, wow, <laughs> like I carried that with me for a long time, but without realizing, but I let it affect me. And, and there's certain things now that I've unpacked that I didn't even know I needed to unpack. Um, which, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. Um, you know, I, 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 I still, I still get myself tang like tangle my own head trying to unpick certain things and work out like how like why did I how did I unbox that like why did I unbox that when did I box that up yeah and like yeah. how long have I been take carrying that round with me and there's certain things that I've been through in life that I know I boxed up there's certain things that happen to everyone I'm sure that they 
that that they box up and package up and sit to the back of their mind. Um, but I don't think people realize actually, you know, no matter what the, no matter what you're boxing up, be it big, small, a trauma, an, an incident and anything, it, it really doesn't matter what the, what the item is that you've, that you've boxed up. Just the fact that you have actually packaged it up and, and moved it to a different place in your mind without actually processing it or dealing with it. I think has such, such an effect, um, on, 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 yeah, on our minds, on, on, on us all. And it wasn't only affecting, I know that some of my actions didn't just affect me. They affected people around me, affected certain friendships, affected certain relationships, but when you're in it, you can't see. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, what you're saying there, I think um, I think the really amazing thing about some of those situations is that until you, like, you know, as you kind of say there, unbox them, you don't, it, it's amazing when you look back on it to think that you never thought that this was a thing driving so much difficulty in our lives. You, you know, like, and it can be for really seismic things as well. Like, um, you know, even... You know, I I told my I mentioned this on a different podcast. I told I gave myself a narrative that my old man leaving the the family home never bothered me. <laughs> like, do, do, do you know what I mean? Like that's like for everything that I know that I've looked at now in life. Like it, I find it kind of staggering that it took me until the age of thirty one or thirty two to think that that might not be true. Do, I, yeah. I tell I, I've I've had a very similar narrative running through my own life for years tell myself that certain things that happened in my childhood didn't didn't affect me like i'm stronger than that they yeah, they, yeah, yeah like yeah. i nah i not that well maybe knowing knowing deep down that they affected me i think my understanding of it back then was knowing deep down that they affected me then but i won't let them affect me now that that was that was what i carried with me for such a long time that i had that recognition that yeah, these like certain things that happened in my childhood were that you know they were big events. They were things that um, that that had an effect. But constantly telling myself that they had it was past. I I yeah, and then I carry yeah. that narrative through that I won't. I'm not letting these. But then coming to the realization that actually, just by saying that, I'm carrying that with me. Like even just telling somebody that story, like, no, no, I, I don't let it affect me. Just even just repeating those words is recognition that it is with you and it is affecting you. You're having to tell it like it's, but yeah. So like, you, yeah, when you say that, actually, that's, um, that's given me a realization that I've actually been kind of framing that incorrectly in the sense of, from my own perspective saying, how didn't I realize that? But you've just reminded me of something that I said for the longest time with great pride that it's not going to affect me. You know, like I'm too, I'm too damn strong. Do you, do you know what I mean? And then coming up with uh, almost like this, like very, like I had these like six points learned off that when people used to ask me about it, is in hindsight, when I looked at it, I'd say the like one, two, three, four, five, six, boom. That's why it doesn't affect me. That's why I'm grateful. That's why I'm lucky. 
do you know what I mean? Or that's why I don't let it affect me. But yeah, it's it's so true. Like I did see it, but it was more that I I, I made a I I had this outward idea that it, I wasn't going to let it affect me, which that's the crazy part, I think, because it is the crazy part. And I think I had the exact same. I had a script, but by, you know, I had the script nailed as to, you know, if somebody would ask me about certain things, it was exactly like you said, one, two, three, four, like you just reel this script off and say, yeah, but I don't let it affect me because how, how, of course it's not affecting me. Look at me. I'm, you know, I've, I've got this really good job and I've, I've, and I've got this car and I've got this like house and I've got this life and these friends. And it was literally just, you know, I would reel this off. And I think maybe if you tell yourself something so many times you come to believe it, but, but it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I want to say a different word other than crazy, but I can't think of anything other than it is mind blowing when you actually realize that just by saying, you know, I, I'm, I don't let it affect me, uh, is like absolute recognition that it is affecting you because you, you know, you, it's still there. You're carrying it around. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a, there's a few things like that, that, quite fortunately I've been able to unbox recently um, and I've had the headspace to unbox um, and I've, I've had the right people around me to help me, you know, unpack and deal with in the correct way. Cause I think many times throughout my life, I've probably tried to, un or maybe not consciously tried to unpack these, you know, things in my head, Maybe they've just started to unravel and unpack themselves. And then I've chose the most inappropriate ways to deal with it. Um, but now, certainly in, in, in more recent months, um, yeah, having the, having the space in my head to be able to process certain things and having the right people, um, you know, professional help in unpacking certain things and unpacking certain things in the right way, uh, has, has definitely helped. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think it's, it's really interesting though, the, the way like, cause until we, until if anyone is listening as well, like uh, until you realize even what you're doing, the rest of your behavior can't really make sense. And then I think, I, I don't know about you and, but like then you know, I don't treat everyone around me so well because I've got this giant blind spot that's hurting me that I can't face. And instead of maybe just being aware of it and being able to give myself some empathy for the fact that I can't face this, because I've made it such a, because I've covered it over so much with this narrative, then my behavior, like in how I'm treating other people, maybe even people I care about, like that's just, that's not very particularly, that's not always particularly very nice. And then you go through the almost this double shame cycle of, you know, the pain you're 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 still feeling, but you're not allowing yourself to feel or not allowing yourself to acknowledge. And then the shame of how you're also behaving. It's like uh, it really like I I think so much of just the behavior we judge other people for in life. I rarely think that people want to do mean things or bad things to each other. 
I usually think it comes from something that they're trying to handle themselves, which they can't presently handle. You know, I, I don't think many people get out of bed in the morning and say, you know, it'd be really great if I screw up this relationship or if I hurt that person, clearly I'll go to bed much better. You know, I'll fall asleep soundly. No, that's the stuff that keeps you up at night the next night then, you know? You know? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think I think you're right there with, I, I, I think the same about people. I don't think, you know, it, when, even, even with bad things that have happened to me, uh, you know, by a particular individual, I don't necessarily blame that person. I don't think that person got out of bed that morning and decided, you know what, I'm going to be an absolute, but it's that they, they, they've got their own issues and narrative in their head that's affecting them that's now affecting me and now it's a snowball because now I'm not in a great space because of the way I'm affected by somebody else that's affected by somebody else and it's a yeah it, it, it it's just a ripple effect where does it end um, and I think yeah certainly doing the work on yourself is going to make a massive impact um, but I think if more people were able to come to the realization of, or, or, or even you know, people don't talk enough Yeah. for a long time, I just didn't talk like, you know, I just didn't talk to people about certain things, shut them off, packaged them up. Um, and I'm not saying that we all should go around just telling every stranger that we meet on the street or, you know, even friends and family oh they're like this is how i'm feeling and this is what's going on with me and this is inside my head because i don't think that's the solution but having that having that someone and i'm quite fortunate or i feel very grateful to have uh, been given the opportunity to have that someone uh who i can offload to and who is capable of helping me unpackage certain things and in doing so i know for certain without sounding egotistical that that I have had a positive effect on people around me now whereas I know looking back I had a very negative effect on some people that that I was around and um, because because of the headspace that I was in but now yeah now being in a better headspace has enabled me to have those better relationships, have a better connection, have a deeper understanding of what I'm doing, when I'm doing it and why I'm doing it. Um, rather than just doing it and not, not, not having the capacity to, to think of the, what, when, why, and how just actually rolling with it. Um, and yeah, the effects, the effect that I've seen on me is profound. Like I love it, but the effects, but it's even nicer to see that the effect that you're having on other people. Um, and especially when you see somebody, you know, maybe that you've been working with or working for, um, kind of come out of their shell or take that little extra step that, you know, for sure that, you know, hadn't, hadn't they had, if you hadn't have had the conversation, that conversation with them, that, they might not have taken that step. And then, and then more so with working with certain clients, when, when you see 
when you are like I am, I am a positive person um, the, these days, and a lot of people will comment on that, and I think that positivity rubs off on people. And I tried previously uh, to be a positive person, but the majority of it was fake. I was just this actor. I was acting as a as a positive person. I was acting that I was happy. I was acting that everything was okay. Um, and although that may have washed with certain people, uh, it doesn't have the lasting effect that genuine happiness and, and genuine positivity has. And now the people that I talk to, you know, the, the clients I talk to, the business associates that I talk to, my friends, my family, like the, the feedback that I get and that, you know, people telling me just love your positivity. Like it's, it's infectious. And they're quite right, it is infectious because when I'm around people similar to that with a similar presence to myself, then I just balance off them. And it's, it, yeah, it's an upward cycle then rather than being trapped in this downward cycle uh, that I feel like I was trapped in, um, you know, last year, the year before, for many years of my life actually. It's, uh, I don't know, there's something very, like, kind of, I love the idea of hope. Like, in all these interviews I've, I've done, like, uh, I, I always love the fact that there's always some element of someone's story that just kind of gives you, you hope, like, in that if you're feeling like that you've been in quite a negative spiral and, you know, that maybe you know, things you're, things haven't been that you haven't dealt with maybe, or, you know, just even the, the choices that you're making, you're not allowing yourself to go and do what you want. Like, you know, even your question at the start of all of this, why don't we, why don't we do the things that we know that we want to do or that we think are good for us? Why do we get to stay, stay stuck in the, the old things that we, we know are consistently kind of bringing us down? And what I just always love about human behavior is that there always seems to be hope or the possibility of change you, you know what i mean as as depressing as things look sometimes even if it's in our own individual journey like because you know we've we've talked before i can definitely relate to many of the aspects you're talking about and even the, recognizing the need for change dealing with things that i was that i was burying whatever it may be but then there's always like i don't know we have this crazy ability to be simultaneously get stuck for too long but then also change when we need to change yeah and it you know i think i've just realized as well or what just popped into my head is that that you're quite right with hope uh, and 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 how important it is and how strange it is that we can just find this hope somehow from somewhere and i think what's really difficult sometimes is or why certain situations play out for such long periods uh, so for example me working for the same employer for five years being what I perceived as happy for maybe the first year and then completely unhappy for four years like what what you've just made me think about is what why I've always had hope or, or I think I've always had hope so so what why why did i stick that out for a five-year period and um, but i think it's you draw hope from other people so when other people show hope or have hope or have uh, aspirations it's 
far easier to find your own hope and your, your own dreams and your own aspirations. And I think with certain roles that I've had, when you get so stuck in the corporate bubble and everyone is just stuck doing the same, you know, it, hope gets lost very quickly. And then it's difficult to see the hope or find your own hope. Uh, or yeah, I think the more, yeah. So I think maybe in the situations where I have decided, right, enough's enough and I need to change that I could probably go back and take a look at actually where did I draw the hope from at that particular time? And I, I'm pretty certain I could probably find, you know, the scenario that actually gave me that hope. So yeah. So you never know when it's coming. Um, and having pe having the right people around you is so, so important. You know, I, I not, not only was I spending the majority of my waking time, uh, in a, in a job I now disliked, I, I was spending then, I was spending too much time with them same people. So we were no longer, we were no longer in the office moaning about the office. We were outside of the office, socializing, moaning about the office, <laughs> like as it, you know, as it, as if none of us had anything better to do than, than just moan about the office. But it's quick. Qu you can quickly, it, well, I did get quickly got stuck in that cycle. Um, so yeah, I, but I absolutely agree with you. It, it's, it's great when it's, it's really nice when you like more recently, it's easier for me to recognize where I'm draw where I'm drawing inspiration from and where I'm drawing hope from. You know, it's, um, just, uh, just looking at the time, um, you know, given given where this conversation started with of the question of why do we do the things that we don't want to, to do or that we recognize that aren't good for us, then kind of walking us through then your your realizations in terms of, you know, this is affecting my my well being, my friendships, there's a whole number of things that are that are happening for me. Then identifying the areas in which you develop enough courage to kind of to back yourself, but at the same time too, also alluding to a, an inner journey. That's um, I'm not sure in the timelines here, but just in in the idea of what's been able to give you space to do these things, and you're referencing even uh, with your therapist as well, coping strategies, abilities to kind of reflect on yourself, and then even just for both of us, even I guess reflecting on times where we're like holy shit, like the, like this, these certain behaviors were driving us. And until we actually looked at them, we were always kind of getting caught by them or trapped by them or influenced by them without realizing we we're influenced them. So almost just reflecting on the, the significance, I guess, of questioning our own story sometime too, right? Like reflecting on ourselves, but maybe even challenging our own points of view. And, you know, as you alluded to at one point, potentially like, you know, having to do that on a very regular basis, because who knows what we're, <laughs> what we could be deceiving ourselves with right now. But then also like looking at the sense of, you know, you're talking about paying attention to, you know, what do you want? Not just going with the norm and paying attention to what's satisfying your soul, not just kind of fulfilling the requirements, maybe other people or expectations may people may have in your life. And then just as we've just alluded to this kind of you mentioned about this sense of like positivity, but then reflecting on 
just where do we draw hope from? Where do we draw inspiration from having the right people around you and kind of thinking back on certain moments and thinking there are probably key people at different stages or moments where you could draw that, even if it wasn't within yourself. Uh, given everything we've kind of discussed, Dean, as I, as I tend to finish these conversations off with, it's with the question of what is a good life for you, sir? What comes to mind for you? I think for me, it's being true to myself, finding that truth, finding who I truly am and, and, and what truly makes me happy. And that's not, that's not by saying, that's by getting real with yourself and 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 being honest and serious with yourself and not letting not letting other people's perceptions ideas or yeah not not letting other people's perceptions or or, or ideas cloud the the answer to that question is like you know what truly does make me happy not what do I think makes me happy because that makes other people happy? Like actually what truly makes me happy? What, what do I enjoy doing? Um, yeah. And I think that's the, it's the journey that I'm on at the minute is, is, is self-discovery and discovering those, uh, those, those elements of, of me that will hopefully, uh, yeah, help me answer that question. A bit more next you know if i then ask myself that question in a few months is yeah i've got a better under like always wanting to have a better understanding of me um but the true me not not this version of me that 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 i might project to certain people or this version of me that i created because i needed to in a certain situation like actually who who is the real me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who am i and 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 what am i which is, uh, I think, you know, that's a constantly like evolving question, right? Or, or that's one to touch touch base with all the time. And and yeah, I, I, I find it so interesting in all these interviews that I'm doing, like how challenging or confronting a question that can be for people as well. And, and you know, all the different things that we try to hide from ourselves and hide from other people, uh, that can be a hell of a journey. But it sounds like one that you're you're most earnestly embarking upon anyway, Dean. Well, look, Dean, thank you so much for joining us here on, on the What is a Good Life podcast. Uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation once again. And yeah, much appreciated. Thank you very much, Mark. It's, um, it's been a pleasure. Really nice to talk to you.